This is Restoring Immunity. I'm Lauren, your host, moving through themes from moms to extracts to heroes' journeys. And today it's all about pets. Joining me is homeopath, pet advocate, and expert, Susie Killian. Welcome, Susie. Hi, Lauren. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Well, Susie, in our last episode, we talked about the importance of harmonizing the central nervous system in our pets. And you gave some really great examples. And we talked about two extracts, um, walnut and dog rose. And if you're just joining us, I recommend you go back to that episode and check it out. But and Susie, we had a plan today. And the plan was to go on to the next two extracts. But right before we started recording, you shared a new family member. Do you want to tell me about him? I sure did share a new family member. Yes. Um, you know, Lauren asked the question, hey, Susie, how are you this morning? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what was going on was uh, Mr. Bojangles is what was going on. So, yes, we have a new rescue he is a chihuahua mix who knows what he's mixed with but he has uh what i can assume is um not a very good past because he was found abandoned in a motel room in los angeles and a rescue group up here where i live in portland was able to uh retrieve him from that area and drive him back up here. So uh, long story short, um, I was actually looking for another dog, but this dog uh, is the one that uh, came into my world and probably with good reason because I do have lots of tools in my toolbox to try to help him. Oh, Susie, so. uh, no <laughs> doubt um, Jangles found you and, you know, Susie, this is, I think this is such a rich opportunity to just talk about rescue pets a little bit. I, I hope many of our listeners are owners of rescue pets or considering rescue pets because we're both big advocates of choosing pets um, in that way and opening our homes and our hearts to them. Susie, when, when you bring a rescue pet into your family, are there certain things that you're observing or looking for before you select um, the first gemotherapy extract? Yeah, I mean, that is a really great question, Lauren, because I tell you, it can really, sometimes I think you just get a good instinctual hit sure. on maybe what is needed. And then I think other times, it might take a little observation, mm -hmm. you know, and to try to maybe try to feel and some intuition to try to feel into maybe what is needed because with these nervous system extracts, I feel like there can be a lot of crossover and it's not like just one is going to apply by any means, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some great application for a rescue pet with just about any of the nervous system. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Oh, Susie, for sure. I mean, I th this is the same is true for humans. And I think that's the beauty of gemotherapy. There is no one right answer, but there might be 
one over another given the circumstance. So, you know, it's perfect that this this happened and Mr. Bojangle certainly chose his timing well. And, and we're talking about helping harmonize the central nervous system. This is where we bring in all of our information from the outside world. And that we know that information informs how our organs work, how we digest, breathe, how our heart rate functions. And so the value in harmonizing that first is, is right there. I mean, if we want to affect organ systems in the most powerful way, we start with the central nervous system. And um, with rescue pets, we're almost always seeing a dysregulated central nervous system. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, and with, with rescue pets of this nature, there's more than likely past trauma involved. So for sure, we have some number of extracts to be working with and looking at and, and perhaps even moving through all of them really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, this has come up in several of our discussion groups is the beauty of maybe rotating through them in cases that are extreme. And, and for our listeners, I want to share that the beauty of using gymotherapy is that it offers the body cues of safety. And so when you see this little cowering, frightened animal, what a beautiful way to connect with them by offering cues of safety. So Susie, what did you choose for Mr. Bojangles? So what I chose for Mr. Bojangles is I, I, I watched him for a day, you know, and it was in his space for a day. And given what I knew about his history, I could easily have chosen White Willow, which we haven't spoken about, but we, but we will. And and you can certainly read about that on Lauren's site and the Gemo memo as well, um, and its relationship to trauma. So that was a possibility. Dog Rose, I considered because of what would seem to be a fragile state, although I didn't choose it because he actually, that wasn't the prominent thing maybe that stood out for me. He seemed not to be so fragile, although he's riddled with (laughs) health conditions that didn't seem to be, it wasn't striking me. And I'm not saying that I won't use it, but what struck me most, I guess, given what had happened to him and that he had been abandoned and um, I was really, and, and, and that he had been moved from the motel room to a rescue place in Los Angeles, to a shelter in Los Angeles, then to somebody's car, and then driving up, you know, eight, 16, 18 hours, and then to a foster home. And now to me was quite, you know, that's quite a lot of change and disruption for this poor little guy. And so what I sensed maybe would be the first way to open with him would be to choose Walnut, because I really wanted to give him a nice sort of sense of protection 
and a, a, a shielding, you know, and, and let him kind of blossom with that sense of protection and see where that takes him, you know? So what do you think about that, Lauren? Well, of course I love that idea. I, what I saw in that, as, just as you were speaking, Susie, is so you offered him a place of refuge in your home. Right. And you offered his nervous system a place of refuge, a sense, hey, we're here for you. We're going to protect you. You're going to be okay. And, and we think of that walnut tree growing alone, not needing others, not particularly caring to have others around and, and like, hey, I'm fine alone. So we have this pet that's actually been left alone and, and pets cannot fend for themselves in, in that way. Domestic pets can't. And to give him all the cues of safety that, you know what, you're going to be fine. Right. Absolutely. And I should mention, of course, I have the five cats. So we're also bringing him into a situation where who knows, has he encountered cats before? Pro you know, pr most likely not. And so that's another change uh, for the cats also is it <laughs> is a change for their nervous system. So I actually put a drop of walnut in for all the cats as well, because I do think, right, Lauren, that walnut also has something to do with, you know, adapting to change a, li a little, you know, sure. and, and the protection while, while changes are happening in the environment or, or, or in the routines. Sure. So, sure. yeah. So the sure. whole, the whole household got. Yeah. And, and not to go down this path, but just to illuminate this for our listeners, you know, we all know rescues come in all shapes and forms and and challenges and um, an animal that has had trauma can react in all different ways. Right. So you, the story of Mr. Bojangles and the Jimmo choice would play out very differently if he showed signs of aggression towards you or or um, yes. um, your husband or towards the cats even. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Or if he had really been very disengaged, you know, and 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 dissociated and mm. sort of collapsed and withdrawn, you know, I yeah, I mean, well, walnut probably still would have been a, a choice there. But yeah, I mean, there there are certainly if I felt a real strong sense of fragility at the outset, you know, I, I probably would have maybe gone with dog Rose, but yeah. Yeah. I just felt like the protection considering what he had been through and the changes, you know, and who knows, right. Any, that's the thing. If, <laughs> if, if I had chosen Walnut and maybe he didn't, sort of blossom and react like he has, you know, it's easy enough to switch to something sure. else. But yeah, yeah, but, I think, again, the beauty of it. But Susie, I, I think I want to take this opportunity just to point out for our listeners, like what that your differentiation process is so um, beautiful. And if um, he was requiring or asking or, or, or where dog rose would have been useful is if um, 
he didn't he couldn't walk around the house on his own he needed you to hold him he was frightened too frightened to even eat and he was shaking and trembling and we all have seen chihuahuas do that right they yes. they can come into that state very easily but that trembly um and the only time he would feel safe is in the comfort of your arms right and that wasn't his his story that was not his story he actually has seems to have a stronger sense of self um surprisingly with what he he went through but there was no issue with him interacting with the cats and he was wandering around the house curious you know he was curious lauren which well that's a, that's a sign a you know exactly yeah. that's it Susie, you nailed it because that shows in a state of his nervous system, he has a lot more regulation than his story may have indicated. And we all know we can all experience the same trauma and it will impact us differently. And, and research on humans now tell us it really depends on those first couple of years. If we have a stable first couple of years, and have experienced safety, then we can come back to it because there's memory in ourselves to do that. And I have no doubt the same is true for pets. And, and when we have a rescue pet, we don't know how many owners were involved, right? Maybe this little guy had a very secure, safe, you know, first six months mm -hmm. of his life or year and then got passed along, um, which happens a lot. Oh, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he, it, that's exactly right. Who knows? Maybe this last incident was the only bad thing that had yeah. happened to him. Sure. Right? Who knows? Or, or yeah, it's just his, his particular constitution. But mm. um, what, you know, what I did notice, I, I will say after the walnut was that he became, I would say, even more comfortable in his new surroundings, more, um, more he, the, when his, his, his sort of running around the house and it wasn't, it, it was in a more uh, confident and relaxed manner, I would say, like he really, he's, he really knows this is his home now. And he really, He's really embraced it and he's really settled in and he's really comfortable. And I'm not sure that it would have happened that quickly, you know, without that nervous system support. I, you know, I, I mean, it was pretty amazing, really. I've it's really just been a week and he's that. just made huge strides in his, yeah, level of comfort and level of confidence already, so. It's amazing. So we've got a few more minutes here, Susie, and I, I, you did mention that you actually put him on another extract. And although we don't have time to go into the story of that extract, do you, would you like to share what else you included in this program? Sure, sure. I put him also on Blackthorn to regulate and balance his elimination. And when he came to me, he, he had been put on some medications already, three medications. <clears throat> so I was interested in, well, we don't, we'll talk about Blackthorn, I think in upcoming recordings for sure. Um, 
And you can definitely, you know, listen to Lauren's Gemma memo on Blackthorn, which would be really great. But so it was primarily for, for his regulation, for his overall system, the drugs. Um, and then I did also put him on a nighttime extract, which is hazel. Okay. And same thing, you will be definitely talking about hazel. And um, I encourage everyone to read read about that on Lauren's site and also listen to the Gemo memo. And that's more for in relation to, you know, calming the nervous system at nighttime and easing into sleep. Susie, thanks for bringing those two up because they're actually excellent go-tos. Even if you don't know a lot about Gemos and you've taken in a rescue, what Blackthorn has to offer um, the body as far as helping it filter medications and um, um, re regulate the um, HPA access and, and um, to offer support and then Hazel and its soothing abilities to sleep. Excellent. And I want to really guide folks here. So if you go to the, the store on my website, there are excellent descriptions of each one of these extracts. If you go to the podcast section on my website, you can go to Jimmo Memos, and all three of these have been recorded um, as full um, single um, re episodes on their own. And you can not only hear um, my take on it, but you can hear my colleague Megan Limp's take on the Asian medicine perspective. And um, which is fabulous. Right. And Terry Brooks's herbal take on it. Oh, so you get a phenomenal. A, yeah. What an what an offering. So I think this is great, Susie. Is there anything else you feel we need to share with our audience as we wrap up this episode? Oh, you know, I could just briefly share a dog rose because we did talk about it last week. Yes. So yeah. just just real quickly, yeah. I I used dog rose with one of my own cats because he had really gotten into this very hyper sort of nervous system state, really like an inability to calm down and relax and just not being able to sit still, just really, I'd say like that sort of over the top, like I was mentioning, you know, last time we recorded that kind of that that just um, exaggerated nervous system state, which I view not as a fragility on the mental and emotional level, really. So like does, that's he, does that look like pacing or a lot of talking or what did oh, it? Oh, it was all of, I mean, he was talking nonstop. Right. I mean, just nonstop, but just all physical, physical, all physically all over the place. Um, couldn't sit still, um, jumping up, jumping down, constantly meowing, really an exaggerated state. I don't, you know, I don't know why or what, and it's never a question of why it just, it just is, but he's not fragile by any means physically, but the dog rose is you know, it's that fragility on the mental and emotional level. And so, and, and I just have seen dog rose work so well in those situations where 
it's not only that you can see the obvious signs of fragility where where the, the word really applies, but I also see dog rows work really well in these situations where it's like a it's like a, a, a hyper, a hyper exaggerated nervous system state. And dog rose just seems to really calm animals in this mm. state. It's I've mm. seen it, you know, more than a few times. So I, yeah, one, one drop of that one day, Lauren, he was a completely different cat. I mean, one day. And so it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, what, have you experienced that sort of like with the hyper issue for dog rows? You know, I would say it's an, an inability to settle. I mean, to shift gears here, we see that in babies, right? Yeah, the yeah. same thing, and and there's a similarity, and they they both lack words, and the ability to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling really frightened and scared, but um, many adult humans also lack the words to share their emotions, and they right. will be restless and pace. So, hundred percent, Susie, you really nailed that, and it um, speaks well for which I believe dog rose is extremely effective. I like folks to use it so they see improvement and then maybe continue it for a couple of days and then pull off of it and see is, you know, has this taken and done its work or does this need some continued support? Yes, exactly. I believe I, I think I stuck with it a week and then I don't think, you know, I think that's it. He's, mellow as can be and just calm and yeah it, it was really quite miraculous i have to say Fantastic. yeah well and and beautiful for you to be so in tune with your pets and see that i mean that's really what it comes down to is having this great awareness and then you have this experience and relationship with the extracts and can then choose um, something that will suit them. So Susie, I, I, I'm so excited. We took a detour today and got <laughs> Me to talk too. about Mr. Bojangles. Um, yes. In closing, I want to invite our listeners to learn more about gemotherapy at my website, laurenhubelay.com. You can find Susie's email in the show notes. And please subscribe to this podcast because you certainly won't want to miss another one of these fascinating conversations. Susie, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Uh, such a pleasure. <laughs>